The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Do you struggle with daily anxiety and stress? Rebecca Lyons helps you establish life-giving rhythms that quiet the inner chaos. Like if something's stressful, we're like, I can't get a deep breath. And we physically start to feel the symptoms of that. And I believe it's God's creativity to go, okay, I'm gonna help your body auto-correct, possibly the things that you've taken on or shoved down and you didn't allow yourself to fully process or grieve because there's an inner healing that needs to happen. Today, I'm James Robertson. And I just told all the group here in the studio how much we love the least of these and the too often overlooked. And when we have shared these least and overlooked, and we will be sharing with you precious children sold into sexual trafficking. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to be moved deeply. But now listen to me. What we've learned about the viewers of life today is you don't overlook the least of these. You reach out with arms of love and get them up close to the heart of God. It's a miracle. Let me ask you to do something else. How about you join us and the family of God and the body of Christ in getting God's arms of love around a hurting nation and a hurting world? Because I'm not ready to give the future of the people God loves so much over to the deceiver and the destroyer. I don't think you are either. Don't you folks think it's time we stand up as the family of God and show people how great our Father is? Well, we have a guest today that, in my opinion, she reminds me a lot of Betty because uh, sweet is an understatement. Precious is appropriate. But really gifted by God, miraculously being changed. Matter of fact, she so moved me the last time she was here. Literally, I, I, I came under conviction and I asked her to pray for me. And boy, did she pray. And as she prayed for me, she blessed so many viewers. Rebecca Lyons, as this is her third book. This one is called Rhythms of Renewal, Trading Stress and Anxiety for a Life of Peace and Purpose. Can you believe she was about to go crazy with anxiety? Well, boy, God has put some peace on her, and you're going to enjoy it. Would you welcome Rebecca Lyons back to life today? Rebecca, I'm glad to see you. <laughs> I want you to just, I want you just to take off and share your journey that you really cover so well here. But a lot of things have been happening. Sure. You know, it's hard maybe because you have, you have a countenance of peace right now. Say, well, she doesn't have anxiety. <laughs> She's probably not even anxious about being on television. But, oh but okay, but just take off and tell us about your journey and about sure. some pretty meaningful experiences you've had even recently yeah. related to what you share. Well, it's such a joy to be with you every time. I look forward to it. Thank you for having me again. What a gift and a privilege. 
So the backstory, just to catch everyone up, is that I first had my panic attack, my very first one, about nine years ago. We had moved to New York City. It happened about four months in. And what began that day on an airplane continued on planes, trains, elevators, subways, and crowds. Has anyone ever been to New York City? <laughs> All of a sudden, that was my new reality. And after about a year and a half, the Lord filled me with the peace of Christ, and I began to walk out a healing journey. And so then, because I'm a chronic oversharer, God gave me a story I couldn't sh shut up about. And uh, so I w wound up writing it in two books, and I began to teach and talked about the the peace that Christ gives, the world cannot give. And so I just was um, transformed by his mercy. Mm -hmm. And the place of panic where it all began was on an airplane. And then all of a sudden, um, God's like, I'm going to put you on an airplane every Friday, and you're going to talk about the rescue of God. So <laughs> what was a place of panic is now a sanctuary mm -hmm. in the sky. And that's what God does, right? Mm -hmm. He just mm -hmm. takes our pain and turns it into purpose. Um, so nothing happened with me regarding panic disorder for six years. I didn't have my next panic attack for six years. And that's how I began this book. And what happened in that moment, it, it, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, I'm locked in a bathroom in a hundred-year-old home on the, on the cliffs of the Pacific, and the house is empty, and my cell phone dies, and I know I'm going to be alone in this cell. It's like a little toilet area in a bigger bathroom, and I couldn't toggle the lock. Nothing's opening, and Gabe's gone. Our friends are gone. I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit in this cement cell for the next two hours until someone comes back, oh, no. and something rose in me unlike any other panic attack I'd ever had. It was, it was like times 10 magnified, and it was almost as if I knew it was coming on and I felt so powerless to it and within a, within a few seconds just my head spinning I'm, I'm literally losing all sense of control and I was more afraid of myself mm. and what the fear was taking over and then all of a sudden I look up and above the toilet area there's this antique window that's probably about this big and I'm thinking I wonder if that thing will open. And second of all, I wonder if my hips are going to fit through that thing. <laughs> so, so I climb up on the back of the toilet and I like toggle the lock and go, lo and behold, the window opens even though the door won't. And so I open the window and I just like breathe in the salty air overlooking the cliffs and I was like, Jesus, I don't know if these hips are going to work, but we're going to go for it. And so I just pushed myself out and scraped all the way down and landed on the rocks below. And I felt just, my legs were just trembling and I felt covered in shame. Mm -hmm. And I said, I don't understand. Am I a fraud? Why would this be the worst epic panic attack that I've ever had in the history of all nine years? And I wrestled with the Lord for a few hours. And it wasn't until that night where the I'm laying in the dark and the, uh, the tears are pooling from my, my eyes to my ears. And I heard just in my spirit, I just heard, Rebecca, I don't promise that fear won't come knocking, but I always promise a way of escape. Yes. And it was almost like a revelation for me because my life first had always been, I don't give you a spirit of fear, Rebecca. I give you power, love, and a sound mind. But that doesn't mean that spirit of fear doesn't still want to come yes. around the corner and catch you in some bathroom mm -hmm. stall six <laughs> years later. Um, and we all have different versions of fear. Anxiety became my fancy word for fear. And I think I needed to be reminded in that moment that then gave birth to these, these rhythms of walking. Because the last book was really about getting free, getting pulled from that pit. But this book is about walking free and living free in communion. And so what he's saying is, is if I always promise a way of escape, it means I am Emmanuel. I am with you. And just when you think all the doors are closing, all of a sudden this window 
opens. And I think in our lives, um, what do we do when relapse hits? Or when we think we've kind of had breakthrough in an area in a moment, and then all of a sudden we feel plagued or we feel oppressed or we feel um, like we're kind of spinning out. And then all of a sudden it's a crisis of faith. It can be. The enemy can just say, oh yeah, God didn't really mean it. Your faith yeah. isn't strong enough. And God's like, no, I actually just want to remind you that my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And apart from me, you're nothing. And it's just this reminder to me like, God, I don't even, I'm not even so afraid of the fear as I am of you not being with me in it. Wow. Mm -hmm. I want you to be my portion, my daily everything. And so these rhythms just flew, like came from that because I was like, God, what is it going to look like to walk with you in cadence every day, every morning, every night, every spring, summer, fall, winter, every year? You know, you said something before we walked out here. And, you, and I want you to break down the four things, but you said something happened mm -hmm. related to an event mm -hmm. that moved you very, very deeply. Sure. Do you mind sharing that, what that sure. was? Because you've told us about this attack that's in yeah. line yeah. with you wanting people to have these rhythms of right. renewal. Mm -hmm. And boy, God doesn't want us to tr trust what happened or that we felt his presence right. once. He wants us to know if we don't sense his presence, it's always there. Right. He will never leave us. Right. We can live in the reality of that. Mm -hmm. And we don't trust mere feelings right. or the suggestions or the arrows of the deceiver. Mm -hmm. We trust him. So you found right. that. Right. But you said something happened yes. that was a very meaningful encounter and sure. it wouldn't have been one you expect. I really wish you'd right. share that. Well, right around the time I'm writing this book and doing a lot of research about it, um, my, my dad died last April. And I found myself in May just facing depression. I was familiar with this visitor. It had been about seven years, but I knew what it was. And I remember thinking, I don't want to hemorrhage publicly. And I called a friend. And so I decided like the first rhythm of this book is rest because it's the rest and restore. It's the inner life, the inner health um, to get quiet. And so that whole summer, I took a tech detox. I got off all social media for three months. And I just said, God, I need you to restore my soul. I, I want my inner life to be healed through you. And I know that grief isn't something you can just race through. You actually have to allow it to happen when it's ready to come. Because if you can't grieve, you can't be comforted. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to stifle that wave when it was ready to come because God's like, I'm going to meet you here and I'm going to meet you here again. And right before my dad died, my mom gave me his study Bible. Mm -hmm from when I was two years old. And my dad had been a pastor before I was born. And then he wound up being a teacher with my mom for years and years and years. And when I opened the inside of the Bible, it said at the top in my dad's penmanship, it said, depression stoppers. Oh, and then when you looked, he listed out seven verses and seven truths that he would recite over himself. And it reminded dealing me. Dealing with depression. Yes, dealing with worry, stress, mm -hmm. anxiety. And it reminded me like this is a way of escape right here. This is the daily rescue of God again and again and again and again. Because sometimes the muscle memory of anxiety or depression can be our default. Like if something's stressful, we're like, I can't get a deep breath. And we physically start to feel the symptoms of that. In fact, the American Institute of Stress says right now in our society, 77% of us are showing physical symptoms of stress. And that's where stress starts to amplify into anxiety because the 
the body is now going, I can no longer contain the emotional stuff going on inside. And I believe it's God's creativity to go, okay, I'm going <laughs> to help your body autocorrect possibly the things that you've mm -hmm. taken on or shoved down and you didn't allow yourself to fully process or grieve because there's an inner healing that needs to happen. And so those rhythms really were my life source in that healing process. Those two input rhythms of rest and restore. The book's broken out into four rhythms that I just wanted to keep it practical yeah, yeah, I, and I, simple. I love it. I love rest and restore. And you've touched that so well. And by the way, she breaks it down point by point. I mean, it is absolutely, absolutely beautiful. But then the last two, connect and create. Yeah. Expound on that a little. Sure. Well, the first two are input rhythms because you can't give what you haven't received. And so rest is the inner life and restore is the physical life. So spiritual health, and physical health. But then once you have actually taken a lot of time, like taking a walk and learning routines for deep sleep again, I wanted there to be data and science in every chapter paired with paired with scripture. I, I know God made our bodies and he gave us his word and he's like, these things need to come together. So you understand what I have for you. Then when you've been filled up, the output rhythms are connect and create. And so output is your relational health. It's your marriage. I write a chapter on vulnerability or conflict resolution or parenting or apologizing first or um, be the friend you wish to have. I wanted it to be practical. And then the last one is create. And it's all about calling and vocation. What are the passions and the gifts that God established in the womb that he wants to fill you up and inspire you to go out and use those things? Wow. When my dad died, we had just said yes to adopting a six-year-old from China. Our oldest is 18 and he has Down syndrome. Then we have two more that's 16 and 14. And then just when we think we're going to be empty nesters in five years, God's like, no, you're going back to kindergarten. <laughs> and, and so he brought this treasure um, in our path. And we had said yes to adopting a little girl named Joy from China. And we were in the waiting period. And then my dad passes. And then in this anxious moment, I was full of fear. I was like, what am I thinking? I'm 40 something. Um, what are we doing going back to kindergarten? Um, and I just was filled with doubt and fear and like we've made a mistake and we were, you know, that's what'll happen is you'll make these bold statements with mm -hmm. faith and right before you're ready to actually see the fullness of that, that, that mm -hmm. obedience, the enemy's like, I'm going to just throw her an accusation. I'm going to throw mm -hmm. something in a way to make her question everything. And all I heard in my, in my spirit was fight death with life, fight death with life. Um, death, yes, your dad is gone for a season, but he's in eternal That's life, right. right? I remember the veil was so thin. And so here we are, seven months later, we are going to pick up Joy from China. Our uh, gotcha day was in December. My dad had passed in April. And God said, just make her middle name, your dad's name. And so she's Joy <laughs> Levy. His middle name was Levi, but I pronounce it Levy. Joy Levy, she lions. Because it was just this, this full circle moment of like, and I got to tell my dad we were adopting before he passed. Yeah, I whispered it in his ear. And I just know that it was God's way of saying like, there's going to be so, there's going to be mourning and there's going to be rejoicing and that's part of the cadence mm -hmm. of life, the rhythm, right? There's going to be death. There's going to be mm -hmm. resurrection. There's going to be grief. There's going to be joy. But I'm with you yes. in all of it. Y'all appreciate. Amen. You appreciate Rebecca. Here is here is the book, Rhythms of Renewal. What you sense here, the spirit that is all over this precious girl. Uh, is all in this book. 
It's the joy of the Lord that is our strength. It's, it's not just that we have his joy, the fact that he has joy over us. Yes. It is the smile of his pleasure mm -hmm. at the fruitfulness that he can produce in a yielded life. Any field yielded to him, any clay yielded mm -hmm. to his shaping process. And I'm telling you right now, we have an opportunity. You know, I've said it at the beginning of the show and I said it to the audience here. We've got an opportunity to show a hurting world, too often a fatherless world and fatherless nation, the perfect father revealed in the family that he loves perfectly and he wants to love through us. Mm -hmm. I really want you to drink deep of that truth. We have been left here to reveal the Father. Jesus reconciled us to him, prayed that we would know him as he does and that we would love one another like the family of that Father. Let's do it. I don't think there's a single person watching that when you see what you're about to see, that will not be so moved by one of our friends, 10 grandchildren, and yet she keeps going to the ends of the earth leaving those precious grandchildren, her own children, to go over and put the arms of love around the overlook. Now watch this. You're going to see a mother that has plenty to do, plenty of responsibility, but she wants to get God's arms around someone that's been trafficked from the time she was seven and then nine and used in the most horrible way. Listen to me. I want you to see what love does because we can get God's arms around these precious ones and totally set them free. No exaggeration. You're gonna to wanna to do this, watch. I can't think of anything worse to happen to a child. And I'm so sorry a human did that to you. It's not your fault. मतलब और कहीं मलाई ले रहा है कि उतार एक दो महीना तामले बैरे उतार बॉर्डर बंदा उतार काम करो सुना लेती रहे ते यहाँ बनाने तेस्ता करता 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 ये फिर सुना ली पार करे से अंजाले मलाई किन्हे को उन्हें डेढ़ वर्षा पाले मतलब रूम में डेढ़ वर्षा में फिर तेस्ता लाइन में ले रहा है वो जब पड़ नहीं तो मारे रफाल दिन चो नहीं तो तो ये काम कर पर जस्टी लोग सोचते हैं न तेरी बिल्ली चाहने दे मंचर किधर ले जाते हैं अरुणोदय सॉरी जाऊँ तो कहाँ जाऊँ क्या करूँ मने डेरे सोच माउंटेन मो आजा येरे बाढ़ चाइना बोली येरे चाइना ते निराश को जिंदगी गंदगी में जिंदगी जीर बसे Mona's taken the time to open up her heart and relive horrible, horrible experiences and wounds so that you understand what's going on. Many of you have no idea and you cannot even imagine that something this horrible could happen to a child, but it happens every day. We can stop that. So if you're watching this today and in your heart you feel like well, that really speaks to me. I'm asking you to go beyond that thought and to take action. 
We can't get back her childhood. But we can keep others from experiencing this horrible way of living. I just thank God for the love of God in Kyrie. Um, I started loving her husband when he was six years old. His dad was the first chairman of my board, our ministry, and that was, gosh, nearly 60 years ago. And uh, he's the first businessman I ever saw that just loved Jesus all his heart. That'd be her father-in-law. They become some of the greatest supporters we've ever had. I just love them so much, their whole family. Betty, when you saw her holding that, that woman and realized that as a seven-year-old, they told her to get her a job. She worked kind of like a housekeeper, and then she became at nine a prostitute. If she didn't do what they said, they'd kill her. What goes on in your heart when you realize that there's several things there? She's a prisoner. But the men that will use those children for their own gratification are prisoners too. Absolutely. Do you realize how horrible a person has to be addicted or hooked? And do you realize how much freedom they need to experience and only God can give them that freedom through Christ? And we need to be praying for them. Do you realize how sick and how addicted and what a prisoner people are that would do that? But that's the extremes people are going to today. It's unbelievable. God can change that. And he will through us with love. What goes on in your heart when you realize that we can head off because you've seen it happen. We've been all over the places where these little girls are offered something and promised a job and they're taken into that. Yeah. So what's going on in your heart? Well, right? if I didn't know that we couldn't make a difference and prevent this from happening in so many different situations, you couldn't stand to watch it. I couldn't stand to know that there was a little child like this woman was. She was abused and she was probably tortured some. She was probably threatened all the time. She didn't see any hope anywhere. But now we know we can offer that hope and can only be offered by Jesus. We now, can be the ones to express that love to her. I, I want to show everybody while you're talking what happened. Now you need to see this. We have, we have to block the faces of the little ones that she's helping. She's been set free. Here she is helping two young ones that we've set free, that had also been taken captive. And now then she's like the mother to them because your love enabled us to rescue her. Not only rescue her, but train her now where she's a part of the rescue. Because see, what we've learned to do is to find these children where the predators are going in to deceive their families and head them off. We get in ahead of the deception. We're able to get these children in true safety and a true opportunity. And oftentimes when they first get them, we're able to get, we have even because of your love been able to get secure areas where they can't come and get them. Now one thing's happened. We can no longer show the hundreds of children's faces where they're singing praises, they're learning English, they're learning to teach. Many of them grow up to be professors, teachers, and leaders in their community. This is happening all over the world. This beautiful process. But the children, when we're growing them and they're in the safe house or the house of destiny, uh, we can't show their faces anymore because if they're recognized and anybody sees them, they'll deliberately go and capture them again. So we are continually working. Many of the shots you see now are secret cameras to show you what's going on. But you are setting them free. The love of God through our viewers. Here's what I ask you to do. Think about this. 
an average of $128, we can set somebody free and give them a new start and a new future. We can literally find them, we rescue them, we reach them, rescue them, and we begin to restore their life. $128. Now, here's what's happening. Think about this. And I always try, I tell you, I want you to think as big as possible. 1280 and we're going to rescue 10. Think about that. But all of this is going to be doubled. Now, listen to what I'm saying. We have a $320,000 matching gift. You say, where'd that come from? People that watched it like you and said, I have got to help stop that. I have got to. And they gave a matching gift together, a group of our friends, to match what you give which means 1,280 will now rescue 20. It means 128 will rescue two. So would you please, would you go get your bank card? Would you go online or dial that number that's there as a prayer line? Right now, people are praying. Many, many people know somebody's loving them right now, holding their broken heart. Would you call that line and say it's a helpline, here's my gift? Could you give 1,280? If you can, I believe you will. It'll be doubled. Or 128? It'll rescue two. 64, it'll be double to reach, reach one. Whatever you can do, we have some gifts to send you that I promise you'll bless you. But you're given the greatest gift. You're giving people freedom and a chance at life. Thank you so much for doing it. Thanks for making that gift. Behind the bright lights, there is a darkness where a world of innocence is lost and abuse runs rampant, scarring the souls of children with no one and nowhere to turn for help. With bodies broken and hopes crushed, these young victims are trapped in a never-ending nightmare. Today, you can shine the light of God's love in this dark world to reach, rescue, and restore these young ones to the life God designed for them to live. With a generous $320,000 matching gift, now your gift of $128 to help rescue a child can be doubled to help two children. Your $64 gift will be matched to help rescue one child from the horrors of human trafficking. And a $32 mission rescue gift will be doubled to $64. And with your donation of any amount, we'll send you the Faith, Hope, Love tea towel set. These beautifully woven hand towels are a wonderful reminder to remain steadfast in faith, hope, and love each day. With your gift of $128 or more, you'll receive the life-giving Proverbs Journal. Bound in genuine leather, this journal is filled with wisdom and daily encouragement from Proverbs, featuring lined pages for your personal notes as you reflect on godly instruction to success in life. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,280, which will now help rescue 20 children. And you may request our beautiful bronze sculpture, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. You know, I want to remind you, the $320,000 matching gift, you realize that's a, that's a miracle of love? To support the one program that we thought we might show our viewers one time, and they never even want to see another. And you said to us, we will set those precious children free from sexual trafficking. Your gift will immediately be matched and doubled. Please make the gift God puts on your heart. You know the gifts we're sending you say thank you. If you'd like to have Rebecca's book, and you say, you know what? I think that would really mean something in my life or somebody I love. We'll be glad to send it to you. You can get it online or in the bookstores. But if you say, James, I'm going to help you set those precious ones free, would you mind sending me the book? We'll be glad to do it. Would you join me and Betty saying thanks to Rebecca for being with us?
We love you. We give our regards to the family, to Gabe, okay? Thank all of you for watching. Thank you so much. You can't be all God called you to be. You can't do all God called you to do because fear is going to limit what you can do. Stormy Omardian, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.